your sausage links are getting cold. Here, let me shine your head while you eat. Stop that! Look, Keenan, we know you're up to something. Yeah, Keenan, just tell us what it is you want or what it is that you broke. Uh, well, I never... How insulting! Kill. Keenan want to get a driver's license. Don't budget! Uh, well, since we're on the subject, what do you say? No, 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 absolutely not no. Is that a yes? Keenan, we have talked about this a million times. You can get your license when you turn 18 and not a minute sooner. But that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, Mark Cram has his driver's license. Kill. I can handle this myself. Mark Cram's got his driver's license. Why can't I get Hey, fences, welcome back to Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If I was wearing a name tag, it would say, Hello, I'm Adam. And if I had one, it'd say, Hi, my name is Aaron. And we're here to talk Keenan and Kel Season 4, Episode 4, Car Trouble. As Adam just said before we got on air, he said, Let's get into some car trouble. And I, I, was, I don't know <laughs> if anybody's ever said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Which is funny, because this week everyone, <laughs> like around me has gotten into car trouble yeah that isn't it weird how that happens like all at once last year i remember like the people living in my house it was like three people in one day got into like like mini like fender benders my girlfriend ran out of gas oh my god how does that happen i've always <laughs> i've always wanted to meet somebody when that's happened <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what she did i, I think <laughs> then she went like she was at 7-eleven and like she couldn't get like the gas wasn't like working regular gas wasn't there so she had to get like ten dollars of premium and drive somewhere else oh man <laughs> Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd never want to be in that situation. I feel like uh, I've almost been in that situation too many times. I feel like I should have learned my lesson. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, oh, I got some more in the tank. And then you feel the car kind of shift you down. You just keep Icarusing it. Yeah. yeah, that's me. Please be downhill. Please be downhill. Icarus incarnate. Let's get into some car troubles of our own. Or, uh, I mean, of not our own, of their... Let's watch Keenan and Cal get into car trouble from a safe distance. Yes. Uh, you know, sitting in front of a, a red curtain is a pretty safe distance, I would say. I would agree. This is a very simple intro, I, I would say. And rightfully so. I, <laughs> I, I'm i kind of glad they got rid of some of the gi more gimmicky intros. You know, like the, hey, let's bend this picture to make it look like there there's a wave here. You know, I'm okay with that. Tarzan across the screen. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with, with that not happening. Because that means we have more Keenan and Kel. Keenan gives Kel a hint about what's going to happen this episode. What is that hint? The hint is... The, yeah, that's just, it. That's just the word. That's the, the gimmick. That's yeah. the joke here. The word the, and then Adam, what what happens? What happens here? Uh, Cal takes a guess. He he guesses that you want to get your driver's license, and we get into trouble along the way. <laughs> and Keenan goes, "Oh, that was too easy of a hint." Yeah, and so Keenan laughs and like leaves, and then Cal is very. I like this. Cal's got a very monkey's paw moment. Or he's yeah. like, I got everything I wanted. This is terrible. He's like, oh, what's happening here? Uh, I don't <laughs> like this. I like being in the no in the unknown. Um, well, something I thought was funny, like when Keenan leaves, he says, uh, "Come on, Mister Know It All," and then nobody like applauded him. <laughs> yeah, it maybe it's not a. It was just, I don't know. It was almost like, hey, was Keenan just mean there? And I'm gonna I'm gonna plant that seed for later on this episode mm. um, because yes. I, I think uh, Keenan's villainhood is kind of <laughs> starting to really take shape here. Well, I have to say this episode was written by Kevin Coppola and Heath Seifert, who I gotta say they their strong stuff is kind of behind them. 
when it comes to Kino Cal. And maybe in the future, too, but this seems like a, a little nadir for them. Yeah, it, it seems like almost something that's been done before in different shows. The last episode they wrote was Poem Sweet Poem, but before that they wrote The Limo. Right. Another kind of car-centric episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like whoever is generating these ideas doesn't have that interesting of a life or maybe they have like just they like cars a lot or i don't know what it is okay i'm sorry but a lot of times people draw inspiration from the world around them and and it's like oh i had car trouble and that's like all your energy is going towards so this is a logical place to take keenan and his interests yeah yeah yeah, he's been wanting a car since the pilot episode yeah i mean we're kind of returning to this this theme of wanting to drive because the driver's license is independence you know yeah He's all about that, uh, getting the mo- the maximum amount of freedom that he can. Yes, because he wants to grow up too soon. Way too soon for th- this world. <laughs> for any world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's jump into it. Where do we start, Adam? I love this opening scene. This might be one of my favorite Rockmore household scenes. Yeah, I think it's actually the best one. <laughs> Keenan's wearing a, a suit jacket, and he's got a dinner bell, and he's, he's ding-donging it, ringing it. And calling everyone down for breakfast. He looks very well dressed. Um, and then, you know, Roger comes down the stairs and he's like, what's happening? What's happening? And then Keenan is like putting on this faux British accent. I guess <laughs> I guess faux was kind of, uh, what's that, redundant there, but that's okay. He's putting on this British accent, which he's not very, he's not doing very well. If you've ever, if you've ever seen our dad wake up, like, like, like be woken up, he <laughs> behaves in the exact same way that, that Roger does in this scene. Hey, it's our dad. Talk about you. Remember that one time you took a nap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never took naps. And one time you took a nap, you like closed your eyes and you woke up. Somebody woke you up and you go, what happened? 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 Yeah, I'm not used like, to that lifestyle. <laughs> you should try it. Yeah, but it, uh, he's mostly disturbed because it's 530 a.m., which is uh, insane for Keenan to be waking his parents up. Right. It is insane. It almost is like, what is happening here? But uh, anyways, Cheryl comes down with the face mask. There's a big audience laughter. <laughs> and then Keenan escorts them over to the table because they kind of reluctantly agreed that, okay, fine, we'll eat breakfast. But this does not seem right. <laughs> and they, they go there and Keenan's brought out all the bells and whistles for this morning presentation. Uh, what does he have for his mother? He has a giant bouquet of flowers with the stems too long. <laughs> And uh, it's not not wrapped up or anything, just just plain old flowers. Um, and then uh, and then he gives her a big hug, and instead of embracing it, she's like, "What's happening?" You know, because because you know this is not normal Keenan behavior. Mm-hmm. Normal Keenan behavior is sleeping. Yeah, yeah. If anyone knows that's his, it's his parents. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think Cheryl says, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> It's a good question. Who is Keenan Rockmore? Yeah, he presents an award for uh, <laughs> the world's greatest parents. And the award is not just an award, it's a trophy. Like he has a, yeah. a physical trophy and it's just this big goblet. His prop work is A plus too because he like pulls the answer out of an envelope. <laughs> yeah, he's got this, all the while he's got this like uh, dish rag draped over his front arm, like his left arm. Yeah, he, he, uh, and he starts singing to them, like, here you are. <laughs> but he doesn't just sing. He says music and then claps his hands. And who emerges from the kitchen with the violin but Kel? 
Another fact. Yeah, Kel can play the violin very well, might I add. It's excellent. <laughs> I don't think he's ever brought up again, but he's he's cranking that. Actually, that's not true. He played the oboe in uh, in House Sitter. Or the clarinet, was it? Did we ever go into why Kel might be a musician? I know he has a uh, high IQ, but that doesn't really translate. Yeah, I'm not sure. But we talked about how he might channel past lives. Okay. So all right, there was yeah, that was a little stretch. Um, what about uh, maybe the circus? Right? Maybe his family's like musicians, and and maybe maybe he, his family are the musicians of the circus because you know it's like you have the circus acts, but might as well have like a ballad singer. I also uh, it, it reminds me of um, there's a. There's a student at my my college. His name was Will Wood. He later went on to do a bunch of like kind of crazy music projects. Uh, but he was an insane like you know pianist. He played crazy like you know music. And uh, my my friend uh, Mike commented on the situation. He said he he strikes me as someone that his parents just had him go and go and go and go to practice and practice and practice until he'd like cracked like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> because all his like you know lyric stuff and music was very like it was it was crazed and and right. beautiful and right you know he was overflowing with artistic energy and like that i lo- really like that explanation maybe that's could be what happened in kel's past maybe his parents drilled him with like you must be a musician a musical maestro and he you know short-circuited brain wise yeah or he was dropped on the head and then he magically learned how to play the violin <laughs> that also happens. That that does happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very strange. The brain we don't understand like the brain. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like that theory. I like that theory, or that yeah. story more so. So uh, his parents have had enough at this point. They're like, just tell us what you broke or what you want. What do you want from us? <laughs> and Keenan's still like, you know, I just want to, you know, celebrate my wonderful parents. But Roger knows how to fit, how to get down to this. He goes, Kel. And then Kel goes, oh, Keenan wants his driver's license. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> is that a yes? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just love how emphatic Roger is. And then what's their rule, Adam? What's the the rule in the Rockmore household? Uh, Keenan cannot get his license until he turns 18. What do you think that's about? Well, uh, Kel did get into an accident in a limo uh, not too long ago they also uh, maybe I don't think we've ever seen them being overly protective to this degree I think they just think that Keenan's irresponsible and they've grounded him several times and maybe that's I think that I think you're right that's probably it right they're probably like no you you're grounded so hard you're not allowed to get your license till you're 18 and for a kid that's like demoralizing I, I, I looked it up from the, the limo episode that uh the episode ended with Kel not being able to get his license until the year 3,523. Ah, the good old 3,523 joke. If you're wondering why Kel doesn't drive in this episode, that's why. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Yeah, Keenan's very upset. Kel's like, he's kind of complaining for Keenan to his parents. He goes, oh, but Mark Cram has his license. And Keenan goes, Kel, I got this. And Keenan goes, what? <laughs> but Mark Cram has his license. <laughs> Like, Keenan really has a way of words with his parents. And he also says, like, you know, uh, if I had my license, I would do better on my science project. Which we learn is due next Wednesday. And we also learned the kind of show off Keenan's um, irresponsibility is that he has not started it yet. Which I can relate with. Have you ever left a project for the last minute, Adam? I have, but I also worried about it until then. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I 
I put it off, but I, I that didn't like absolve me from worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. You spent a lot of mental energy on it, and then you're like, oh, that's basically working on it. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm getting, I'm storing potential energy, so I'm really good at. Right. So I can just roll do down. I, I can roll downhill, climb it up the hill. What happens next? What are we doing now? He takes the sausages and the eggs, and he storms away, which is a great move if you're trying to convince your parents of something. Oh yeah, you know. especially if you're trying to convince them that you're mature. Act like a child, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, next scene's uh, back in school. We haven't been here for a bit. Yeah, I'm happy they still have this set. <laughs> and I want to comment, we haven't mentioned Keenan and Kel's outfits yet. They've been pretty, uh, you know, not worth noting until right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely worth noting. Kel's, like, giant MC Hammer jeans are insane to look at. They look like Keenan's like, like Keenan's <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, they look like they belong in him. And he he, he has a very um a very energy-filled moment here and you can just see his little legs just filling up those entire jeans. It's almost like you ever see the uh there's like an Asian garment like a dress where where like the the feet are hit your shoes are hidden when you're wearing like the pants kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what it is like you can't see Kel's shoes. <laughs> no, there, there the pant is so big. The pant is a size eleven shoe. <laughs> so, uh, and Cal is getting incredibly mad for uh, for Keenan, like on his behalf. He's like, "That this is so insulting. You want to drive and not being able to. The law says you can drive, but your parents say you can't." <laughs> Keenan's like, "I know, Cal." He's like, "No, this is just awful. I feel bad for yeah. You made sausage <laughs> and eggs." You did this whole thing for your parents and they didn't even listen to you. And I and I did Vivaldi's concerto. <laughs> his his violin solo. And yeah. uh and then Kel says, "No, wait. I know what you can do. You can take a horse to the driver's test." Yeah. Or something like that, right? Yeah, that's what he says because Keenan's like, you know, "All right, fine. I'll I'll learn I'll do this on my own. I don't need my parents." Which definitely you do. Yes, especially because he doesn't know how to drive yet, <laughs> which he establishes now. And, he, and when Kel asked him that, he says, "I'll learn." I think this episode skips a step, or maybe yes. like you know, like the permit and the six month thing. Maybe that's a PA thing, but uh, that could also be like a they didn't do that in the nineties thing too, right? Oh, the nineties. Yeah. So, he, but uh, the main ingredient that he's missing is a car, right? And uh, and you can't take a driver's test without your own car. What happens next? Uh, Mark Cram shows up. Yes, Mark Cram. As we learned in the last scene, he has his license. And we're really happy to see him again. Yes, we are. Uh, he, he's a guest star in this episode, technically. I don't think he's like on for the whole season, but he's in like right. uh, maybe like three or so episodes. Which is about on par with last year. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was in like probably the same percentage of season three. Right. Uh, but yeah, he does this really cool, hey, 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 handshake with Kel. Which I love how they're buddies. Yeah, because Kel's like a good guy, you know? He yeah. doesn't just use people for his own gain like Keenan. Yeah, Keenan literally just puts his arm around Mark and he, the look in his face says, I need to use you. Right, he's just smiling <laughs> the ear to ear. He looks like the Grinch. He does. Uh, speaking of the Grinch, our next scene, we go to a, a car in a very, very obvious green screen. <laughs> what? No, that's Chicago. Yeah, that's the Chicago right outside Capone High School. It literally looks like Beverly Hills. Like it looks like LA. It's so obviously not. <laughs> not even the footage is good. <laughs> no, 
I also, you know, something that 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 uh, kind of is starting to really get on my nerves is the fact that, like, Keenan and Kel live in Chicago, but they're definitely not like in the city of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think the writers are just like suburban writers. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the the I mean, the craziest thing that is that Keenan like works in a bodega, right? But if that wasn't this case, if it was just like a regular like gas station or grocery store or something like that, then I don't think everyone would like would know about Chicago outside of um outside like. I think the first season did a very good job of it. Right. They're framing Chicago, right? But yeah. no, yeah, this is definitely like not Chicago yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we digress. Mark is like, you know, okay, you've seen my dad's car. Are you are you happy now? Can we get out? Can we leave it? And yeah, Keenan's sitting in the front seat, Kel's in the passenger, and then Mark's in the back seat. Uh, and it seems like they're just exactly that, right? It seems like they're just kind of looking around, sitting in the car, Mark is kind of oblivious to what may be about to happen. Kel's like, hey, you should put the roof down. And then he's like, he kicks this. It's not working. And he's like kicking the roof. It is this crazy thing where I don't know how like how gymnastically someone would do this, but he's somehow both kicking the roof. He really does like kick the roof. He kind of just sinks in the chair, sits upside down. Um, But yeah, he's like, it's stuck. And then Mark gets all upset. Um, yeah, it's not a convertible, is what Mark says. I love Kel's imagination here. He's like, yeah, why not make this car a convertible? He's so childish, it's great. Uh, so what does Keenan say to Mark? Well, first off, Keenan uh, buckles up his seatbelt, and Mark's a little concerned about, about what's happening. Hey, Mark, can you teach me how to drive? And Mark's like, I don't know, maybe sometime on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll ask my dad, he could take us. And then, uh, and then Keenan says, what do you say you teach me how to drive now? <laughs> <laughs> Turns on the ignition. <laughs> and then he starts driving. We just learned a scene ago that he doesn't know how to drive. And he doesn't just start driving. He starts, like, gunning it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's just like a video game. I like how the car starts moving before it's in drive, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, the footage is, is rough. Uh, I have to I have to raise a fly that I haven't risen in, in a bit. Maybe not since, like, the... Uh, uh, who loves orange soda episode but like this is not a, a bit that has aged very well i don't think this is a good thing that for kids to be watching yeah definitely not <laughs> especially this next part <laughs> yeah where kel says i wonder what will happen if i put my hands over your eyes which he does yeah and keen is driving blind and he doesn't know how to drive like <laughs> like this is a terrible situation to be in don't and not only that, but he is jerking the wheel in the car back and forth. Now, I really think that this was like a car and there was a green screen behind it. But, like, yeah. they're moving the car. If you look on screen, like, like the, they're wrestling in the front seat. Like, Kel. Oh, yeah. And then Mark is trying to, like, help out Keenan. And, and Keenan's just, like, yelling and he's still driving and moving the wheel like crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. I I think that instead of, like, the, the, the bits that we had in the intro of this one, like... A, in mo- a modern sensibilities, you might have a little more like responsible message, like, "Hey, uh, we're going to be doing stunts in cars this episode. It's very important that you don't do that. <laughs> like, we are. This is just a show. This is for laughs. Do not behave this way." Uh, and there's a funny ways of doing that. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to not do what Keenan and Kel does. Isn't that like the kind of the, the mantra of the show? It's like, "Don't do what we do." <laughs> I, I suppose so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is like an anti-educational show. Like, you're learning how not to 
be you know behave and be kids uh, that's a fair point but it's just keenan this might be some of his most villainous stuff because he's literally like putting mark's life like in jeopardy and he's like threatening him to let me can you, can you let me use your your dad's car on wednesday mark's trying to get him to pull over and he's like, I'll pull over if you let me use your dad's car on, on what next or for the for the driver's test. And Mark reluctantly is like, yes, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, Keenan straight up bullied Mark into letting him use his car. He he took on a, he became a villain. Yeah, I think this is called terrorism. <laughs> right? <laughs> he hijacked a vehicle, he's threatening. He's he didn't hijack it. He, he was given permission. I guess he did hijack it. It was against was, the yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a felony, like multiple felonies. This is some real life GTA. Is what this it was is like? I mean, it, it was uh, threatening, and it was stealing a vehicle, a like Grand Theft Auto. Yep. If you were if you repeated this in Grand Theft Auto, you would get like a two star rating, and like yeah. cops would start chasing you down. Maybe. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna all come into play later. I don't want that to detract too much from this episode, but I want to say that this is a very bad. Don't do this, kids. Yeah, obviously don't do this, kids, but it, it does kind of seem like a little bit of lazy writing. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, you know, that that was the, this was the horrible ending of the Lima episode, remember? Right. Cal gets on the road and terrible things, yes, right. That was Cal, this is Keenan. <laughs> I guess it's time for Keenan to learn this lesson. Yeah, I mean, I guess they only have so many props they can work with. Like, at least they didn't try to make another canon. <laughs> Yeah, it, this is going to beat that score for that episode, no problem. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think most every <laughs> single episode will. Yes. It so have to be uh, a doozy. This ends with Keenan pulling over and it's like, all right, great, glad that worked out. And Kel uh, gets sick. Yeah, he throws up in the car. In Mark's car. In Mark's dad's car, I should say. Uh, next scene's at the Rockmores. Yeah, Keenan is grinning ear to ear. And Cal is eating a giant bowl of rice with chopsticks. Which Mark is kind of, like, uh, disturbed by, because he's got all this cleaning gear. And he's like, how can you eat after you just threw up everywhere? Like this. Yeah, like this. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, Mark was just cleaning the car. How do you think Mark is this episode? I think he's pretty pretty solid. Pretty good. Yeah, he plays his yeah. character very well. Because he has a tricky role to play, because he has to be a very, like, upset. Like, his role is to be upset that Keenan is bullying him. But he's also this innocent kind of, like, wants-to-have-friends guy. Yeah. So, so it's like, this is the... You always get the expression from him, like, I guess this is the price of friendship. <laughs> yeah. it's that. No, it's not. <laughs> no. You can do better than this, Mark. Way better. Way better. But Keenan and Kel are great people. Just this episode, Keenan, Keenan's greed meter is a little bit off the charts. Um, yeah. And, and we'll uh, find out in a second mm-hmm. just how bad and how impatient he is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, he uh, gets off the phone with the driver's test people. The, yeah. I don't know, the DMV uh, for Illinois. That's probably probably the Illinois DMV. Hey, dot. And basically, they offered him a test on Wednesday or Saturday. But Keenan wanted to do it, get it out of the way, so he did it on Wednesday. They're, they're like, oh, I'll have to go to school late. So he and, like, he's taking two people out of school just because, and he, he literally explains it, like, why don't I wait all the way till Saturday? Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> you're supposed to wait until you're 18 anyways. Uh-huh. And, and he's also super inconveniencing, like, uh, the other person that's affected by this is Mark's dad. Of course. 
yeah, it's, a, it's, it's his car. Is it okay for him to, like, Mark to have it today? What does Mark's dad do for work? Like, who knows? We don't know what uh, Roger does for work anymore either. But he's going to, <laughs> by darn. By, by golly. <laughs> by, by gosh, by golly. By golly, he's going to work. But Keenan realizes there's only one problem left. Cal offers a... Uh, <laughs> Cal offers a very good suggestion about what that problem might be. He goes, uh, there's a meteor the size of Texas on a collision course with Earth. Kenny goes, no. Uh, what does he need? An adult supervisor. Yes, someone over the age of 25. And they're like, oh man, we if only we knew some sucker <laughs> over the age of 25 <laughs> that, could, that, that could be there for us. And Keenan's you knows just the guy. Pan over to Chris polishing his, uh, what do you call this? Platinum? No. Uh, pewter. Pewter cow. <laughs> He's got a pewter cow collection, which is a great callback to last season. I just, I would love to have, like, see somebody describe to Chris or the actor. Dan, to like what he's supposed to be doing in this scene. Okay, so here's this pig. <laughs> just pretend to polish it as Keenan and Cal walk in. Yeah, I guess that's what he does. Yeah, Chris goes, shiny cow, shiny cow, moo. <laughs> just doing... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good Chris episode. He's got some good lines, but he's also got some weird lines that we'll get to in a moment here. Yeah. So Keenan walks in and hypes him up. Chris, Christopher, Christopolis, Chris. Yeah, he's like, don't call me Chrissy. What do you want? He doesn't say directly, but he's like, I'm getting my driver's license next Wednesday. And then Chris says something that upset me as someone that's listened to like 51 episodes of Keenan and Cal. Yeah. And done a podcast review of each episode. He says that uh, mother still won't let me get my driver's license. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> that's really bad. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> In season one, Chris's catchphrase was, I have a radio in my car. Oh, <laughs> like, you're so right. He gave um, Kel a ride home on Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> he gave them a ride to the lottery department. And, like, there's there's been several very obvious occasions when he definitely had his license and was uh, free to drive them around. So Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't really do it for me. I didn't really think of that stuff when it, when it happened. But, yeah, that's that's pretty bad writing. Unless, like, his mother's doing some kind of, like, brain-wiping stuff to him. Well, well it's possible, <laughs> but I just don't know. I mean, he is polishing a, a pewter pig, or cow. And it's not like, that's not like a short-term memory thing, that's just that's just a, a straight-up plot hole. Chris definitely has his license. That's a flaw. And so Chris goes like, okay, well, why are you asking me? Uh, why don't you ask your parents? Kel goes, they don't know. And then Keenan goes, well, what? They don't know. That, like, how does he cover this? They don't know how much oh. it would mean to me if you went there as my uh, my supervisor. And then Kel, like, almost spoils it again by saying, ah, good cover. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, nice job. Oh, Keenan is trying to justify, like, oh, his parents, like, are asking, you know, wanted Chris to do it. Um, he goes, oh, because my, my dad, you know, he, he really uh, he really looks up to you. You're, you're his hero. That's what, he knows how to get Chris, like, in a good mood. He's like, oh, my, his hero? I'm his hero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just so ridiculous. What? And then Cal has another terrible suggestion. He says, why don't you just 
call his daddy Rupp right now <laughs> and ask him for yourself. So uh, he goes to call him, and Keenan like smacks the phone out of his hand and starts like slapping it down. Why don't you wait ten minutes and then call? <laughs> <laughs> and Chris is like, uh, okay. And Keenan and Kel book it out of there. Not they suspicious at all. They run. Uh, why do I feel like Chris is an old Mark Cram? <laughs> They've got a lot in common. I. It's, it's almost like Keenan and Kel are just manipulating these very gullible people this episode. Or Keenan more so. Because Kel is one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. It's like a time cop rules. They can't be in the same scene together or else they'll, they'll cause right. like a disturbance in, in right, right, right. space yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There's a theory. Have they ever been in the same scene? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, for Happy B-Day Mark, like they, uh, it was the, them and Sharla like, had that scene in Rigby's where Sharla came up with the ear excuse for Keenan. Because uh, I was going to say that Chris's mother shrunk like a, a <laughs> de-aged him, like, like youthified him, or, uh, and then he became Mark Cram, but they coexist at the same time. She cloned him. And is growing him. <laughs> well, that, that might explain why his name is is like a, a palindrome. Like he's yeah yeah yeah. It's like a curse. He's an invention, is what he is. Yes, exactly. A homunculus, if a you homunculus. will. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so Keenan and Kel run home and get there just in time to answer the phone. Now, Adam, I love this scene. As, as it might be know, my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah, as bad as that that other part was, th- this whole uh, montage that's about to happen is is tremendous. A- another packed episode too. We we mentioned that last week. It's like corner to corner, good good scene after good scene, <laughs> but there are bad scenes. Well, what does Keenan do the second he gets inside? He hears the phone ringing. He answers it and pretends to be his father. And it's a pretty good impression, I have to say. It's pretty good. Not great. Not as good as it's ours. A, it's- <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Absolutely not. The first thing that he says, like the first two syllables, he goes, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> exactly like Roger. So uh, Chris is asking about, like, you know, oh, he, was, he was talking about the dr- your ha- getting me for his, his driver's test. Keenan says, Are you accusing Keenan of lying? <laughs> in the, in, that sounds more like a Zerg voice. <laughs> <laughs> Lightyear, we meet again! <laughs> Chris is very much like Chris Potter is no sucker, which is very funny because he's absolutely a sucker. He absolutely is a sucker. Yeah. And uh, I, now what happens next is just fantastic. So uh, Kel gets on the phone and is impersonating Mrs. Rockmore. How does this conversation go? Hey, Chris, this is Keenan's mom. Are you enjoying talking with T. Keenan's dad? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, oh, hey, Mrs. Rockmore. He's talking to me, Cheryl. Mr. Rockmore, your, your voice sounds kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he starts to get all mad. He's like, oh, funny. I will say, too, that this is a uh, another wonderful episode directed by Virgil Fabian. And uh, you can tell because he does weird and different camera stuff. In this one, it's a split screen, like a double, triple split, split screen between these different phones. Keenan is like, oh, no, I have to stop this. So he throws the phone, <laughs> goes up, grabs the phone from Kel. Uh, there's a great Skunkator poster on the door. Yes, it's really neat. Yeah, I, I, that should be some art. Volume number nine of Skunk Couture. And as they're arguing upstairs in Keenan's room, uh, who enters uh, downstairs but... Mr. Rockmore. Roger answers the phone because he's like, it's just hanging here. And, and Chris is all like, oh, Rod- Roger, nice to talk to you some more since I'm your hero and everything. Right. And he goes, who is this? He goes, oh, Mr. <laughs> Rockmore. I, I see where Keenan gets his sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he says, I'm going to chaperone him on Wednesday. How, uh, what time? Nine o'clock? And then uh, Roger goes, I think you have the wrong number. This is a great split screen because Roger's on the left, Chris is in the middle, and Keenan and Kel are on the right in Keenan's room. Chris says, oh, eight? Keenan's like, eight, eight is fine. <laughs> As Roger to Roger on the other phone line of the phone. Roger just... <laughs> Has no idea what's going on. Ross just like staring off into space. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what? I, I think I, I will say this episode is pretty well written. And it it does remind me a lot of, um, was it uh, Ditch Day Afternoon? How so much is going on for Keenan's life. And he's just balancing everything perfectly. Yeah, yeah, definitely not perfectly, but um, <laughs> no. uh, he is balancing everything for sure. So we cut to the next scene. Uh, it's Keenan in his room reading a, a driver's license manual. At least he's studying. Yes, uh, and very good. Driving test manual or booklet or whatever. Driver's handbook, it says. And uh, Michael Jordan's behind him on the poster. And then Kel walks in with his science project. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what's his awesome project do? Uh, it turns grape soda into orange soda. That's a pretty good science project. That's a pretty darn good science project. It definitely doesn't uh, turn or <laughs> grape soda. <laughs> hate to break everybody's uh, mood here. Um, what? Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great prop, though. I should have that <laughs> yeah. prop for my, my desk in my room. Keenan's like, oh, cool. That's, really, that's a really cool science project. Then, then he holds up the book. Then he flips it down, and his eyes are huge. Yeah, he's like, ah! <laughs> it's a really good face. It's going to be on, I'll be on Twitter. Absolutely. That, uh, that, that sums up Keenan's life basically at this point, right? He, all he wants is, is this driver's license, uh, but his parents won't let him get it until he's 18. He's doing all this back end stuff to get a car, to get a chaperone. And, and he's like working, working, working. And then he's learning the test. He's like, I got to learn how to drive. I, I practiced driving mm -hmm. once. Now I got to really learn how to drive. And then he forgets that he scheduled a test for the day that Science Project is due. Yep. I, I, I've been there. I've been over-focused on, on other projects and something falls in the background and it's like, oh crap, now time to rush this tonight. It happens all the time. But yeah, Keenan has done it out of sheer uh, impatience and greed. Cal sounds a lot like I sounded talking to my girlfriend earlier about how she ran out of gas. <laughs> it's like, we were given this assignment a month ago. <laughs> right. You... <laughs> Like, it says empty right there. This is the most important assignment of the year. You might not graduate. You're going to end up on the streets. Real cold. Could be talking to the trees. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and you can tell that Cal's, like, losing it. Like, delivering this to, to Keenan. He's just yeah. so he's smiling real big. And then Keenan's, like, kind of shuddering. He's like, ah, oh, the science project. And then Kel goes, okay, good night. And goes to lie down. Goes to lie down in his shoes with his hat on. I love Kel's uh, character. Yeah. I also like, too, that he came over to Keenan's house to show off his pres his project and then go to sleep immediately. Well, because the big plan tomorrow, you know, they're going to go to, they got to go to school together. Right, right, right. You caught that plot hole. I did catch that plot hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kel stays over at Keenan's house whenever yeah. they go to school the next day. Now, Keenan vows to stay up all night. So it's finished his science project. Yeah, and it's very clear from the first clip of him sitting on the couch with all this stuff laid out on the coffee table, it's very clear that he's going to make a volcano. Yes, a papier-mâché volcano. How would you grade his science project based off, look, off, off his look alone? Is he a senior in high school? Yes. 
No, I grade science projects on a regular basis. Um, originality is like a zero. Uh, but but the fact that he actually made it, I mean, he'd get mm-hmm. a good score. Yeah, he'd get it, a good he did score. Pretty good, like art job on it. It's like painted all yeah. nice. I do have to say though, I appreciate Keenan's uh, like determination here, because nowadays if a student doesn't get an assignment done, they just blame the fact that they're stressed out and they ask for an extension. But back in the day, it was like you know real high school where you you if you didn't submit something you got a zero and you failed out like i i kind of miss those days we need more of that uh every yeah, no student left behind though so here we are <laughs> it's like okay fine yeah but kids don't have that kind of determination anymore some do i will say that he is responsible for this he, he understands that i am supposed to do this and i need to do this to pass so i'm going to do it tonight you know at the at the risk of my my sleep I think I have a project or two like this that I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not <laughs> from my grad school. Oh, wait, I do. Unless we woken you. I was, supposed to start at one, I was supposed to start it one year ago. <laughs> Aaron, you're being a Keenan. This never works out well. <laughs> oh, I have my driver's license, though. Actually, it might That's be true. expired. <laughs> <Aaron>. <laughs> I'm talking about this is this is your problem. You have you have a stack of them. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's a reason we pushed this recording a, a one day. I've got a lot going yeah. on. First thing in the morning, Keenan's like asleep on the couch. Yeah, but his project is finished. Right. Well, Keenan's asleep on the couch because he closes his eyes and then, like, he sleeps for like a minute. That's it. Ah, uh, correct. Right. He's immediately like um. Uh, it's it's shown that he's had like no sleep as Roger comes down and starts berating him from doing his project last minute. Kel comes down and he sees the the trouble that Keenan's in. Kel tries to wake Keenan up by slapping him in the face. Doesn't really work. <laughs> Keenan is is out of commission well, for sure. Keenan Keenan tells Kel to punch him in the to slap him in the face to wake him up. We're all out of se- goes, we're all out of sequence here. That doesn't happen yet. Oh, Mark is there as well as Kel. And Keenan. No, wait, we're not there yet. Let's just take it. Let's just take it from the top. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, okay, welcome to Keenan Kelth Adam and Aaron. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, if I had a name tag on, it would say, "Hi, my name is Aaron." <laughs> I think we're we're feeding off of Keenan's vibes right now. I feel like we Keenan... feel like Keenan feels at this point. Yeah. right? I think we've all felt it. We've all felt it. Yeah. I haven't got much sleep this week. I'm sure you're similar. Utter utter exhaustion, and you're so tired that you're falling asleep standing up. Cal comes down with his science project. He's like, Keenan, and then he tries to wake him up, and he realizes he's really sleepy. He's like, oh, no, this isn't good. Rap taps happen on the chamber door. Mark Cram shows up. Keenan wakes up, goes over to Mark Cram, puts his jacket on, and then he's basically just, like, falling asleep on Mark Cram. Yep. And and Mark's like, you know, this is bad. He can't can't drive like this, which is the thing that they keep, like, pushing through. But Keenan's very insistent on it. I have a cousin that I've had a few drinks with before. And, like, this is the attitude that it's like, I'm falling asleep, I want to be awake, but I'm falling asleep, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's an inevitability. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is just going to be what happens now. Um, Now, let me just say, the most terrible idea is driving tired like it's worse than driving i mean i mean it's as bad as driving drunk mythbusters proved it was actually worse wow and keenan doesn't know how to drive so he already doesn't know how to drive 
And so trying to drive uh, like while he's uh, like drowsy and sleepy is already a recipe for disaster. It's not it's not going to work. But um, we did forget to say or we did say it that Roger comes down, asks what the big mess is. And then he's like getting ready for work. Yes. So Keenan is like, come on, let's go. We, we got to go. Marcy must arrive. Then he then they leave. And Cal comes back. and He's like, oh, I, got, I almost forgot my science project. Then he grabs his project, leaving Cal, leaving Keenan's on the coffee table <laughs> as he leaves. Right. And their excuse for leaving with Mark Cram is that Mark Cram is going to drive them to school. And that was a good cover. Like, that actually makes sense. The one good cover of the episode. Right, exactly. Um, so Roger notices Keenan's volcano is still there, and he goes, he's trying to get them. I feel like that's yeah. such a nice thing that happened here. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah boys boys yeah he's like oh i guess i'll take it in myself which is very yeah good 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 dad roger definitely he's a little angry about it but uh that is also a classic dad move right there (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll do it i'm not happy about it right but i'll take it to school i don't think i don't think our dad ever went to our school (laughs) he chaperoned a field trip that i took senior year (laughs) <laughs> of, of high school <laughs> and, and he was like and he was just telling everybody i never chaperoned before it's <laughs> 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 like walking around like i had three kids this is my first time chaperoning something <laughs> yeah he was usually by the time we were going to school like halfway to new jersey yeah yeah <laughs> or all the way there right so yeah so um worth the worth the dmv and we we enter in on a very awkward conversation that Chris is having with, with Kel. <laughs> do, do you have it? Um, and, and my girlfriend and I said, no, he's just dressed that way. Oh, that's not what he said. Oh. He said, then they thought my mother was my girlfriend. But I said, no, she's just dressed that way. <laughs> Which just, what? <laughs> like, what's... Yeah, a little, why is it... a little peculiar. Chris kind of went backwards this episode. Yeah, what's his mother doing dressed as his, like, his girlfriend? What? How would you dress that way? And Kel says, ew! <laughs> Which he should, because Chris's relationship with his mother, that we've learned recently, is definitely his mother. His biological mother. Right. Uh, it's, it, like, it doesn't, uh, yeah, it's, it's very scattershot this episode, and, like, those elements of it. So uh, Mark goes, what's taking Keenan so long? And Kel goes, I don't know. L- let me go find out. And then he yells, Keenan! Across the whole DMV. It's like a big waiting room, and there's people in line and people sitting down, like, taking tests and filling out paperwork. And he just yells. Yeah, they got these little paper te- exams, these little blue books that they're filling out. Meanwhile, he, he walks, he strolls over, moseys his way over to the testing corner, and Keenan is fast asleep on the counter. Yeah. Cal looks at his exam and sees that he has not filled out anything except his name. And he misspelled his name. What is his name? Keenan Rocket, which is better name than Rockmore. <laughs> That's what Rocket Power got right that Keenan and Kel did not. That's right. Rocket's an awesome last name. It is a fantastic last name. I gotta go back and watch Rocket Power. I remember loving that show, but I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> it's, it's got some standout moments. Look for the Tito episodes. That's how my brain works, you know. I remember that I did things, but I don't remember like the episodes or the <laughs> shows. Or I, so that's why going back and watching this stuff, I'm like, I could imagine myself watching this as a child. But I'm like, ah. I have some moments like that from when I was like really young. Like, for example, Doug. 
Right. Like, you know, me, me, me and dad watched Doug, like, nonstop when I was growing up. And I don't, like, remember most episodes, but I've rewatched some. And when I do, my brain remembers it, though. It's like I'm, like, I'm quoting it weird? as it's happening and feeling it. I hate that feeling. It's the worst sensation ever. Yeah? Okay, do you, uh, your subconscious actually remembers pretty much everything that you ever experienced. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Do you ever listen to a podcast and then you gotta, like, pause while you're driving or something then you go back and pick it up and you like listen to the part you listened to already and then you can like imagine where you were the first time you heard it yes uh, i can i can picture myself physically where i was yeah 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 well that doesn't happen i'm like other people don't have that but i have that like what yeah what's up with our brains (laughs) (laughs) that also happened to me like years later i'll be listening to an old episode of a podcast yeah i remember like where the bus was driving I like remember I walking to school to on City Line Ave and like like just kind of yeah. muffle you know like the time of year it was yeah 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 I remember what machine I was on at the at the gym when I was last listening right. to this yeah what what the heck <laughs> memory yeah, is that, so strange weird. I think you're more likely to do that when you're doing something anyways you're more likely to remember it when you're actually embodying sure. like l- doing something physically anyways especially when you're doing something like new. Like I, uh, I, w- I went over. I posted some photos from my main trip recently, and it was very vivid in my br- memory because I had never been to any of these places before. Right, but enough about memories. Uh, Cal answers Keenan's entire test for him. Yeah, he fills it out. Uh, which it, that's that's a crime, right? There's many felonies <laughs> like committed this episode. To further complicate this, he when he goes up to the the DMV counter. And talks to the lady. He learns that Keenan got 100%. Got every question right. Because Cal's very smart. <laughs> and he plays the violin. Yeah, he's good at test taking. He channels crazy knowledge. He just has... He knows all the right answers. Um, So, we, we, we did miss a scene, though, really quick. Before we find out... Not a scene, but a moment. Before we find out that he got 100... Uh, Chris is standing over at the at the counter with, this, <laughs> with the DMV lady. Who is not yes. taking any kind of you know like she is no messing around 100% business she's chewing gum she's pretty great she's pretty fantastic she's played by an actress named Dee Freeman and she actually goes on to do a lot of like a lot more stuff than you would like think I mean I love this was she was great in this scene Uh, Chris goes you know because I am an adult Um, and then (laughs) she's just looking at him she's like okay Uh, and then Chris goes you know, I'm Keenan's dad's hero. And she goes, that's great. Why don't you go be his hero over there? Or something like that. Yeah, she really dismisses him. She's she's the perfect DMV worker. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Except that she doesn't catch uh, what Cal is about to do, and that is when Keenan does his uh, vision test, uh, Cal like, reads off the, the letters for him. I do want to say that this doesn't happen. Keenan doesn't often get this opportunity to act really physically. Right. That's more of the Kel's jam. So this episode, him pretending that he's like, you know, like falling asleep, almost asleep, and just like being slumped around, weakened at Berniezing around, is very good. Right. Keenan's in front of Kel. Kel's behind him, and he's like kind of like like slogging Keenan like over to the to the counter. Keenan stands up straight. He's sleeping, uh, and then <laughs> she goes, "Here's your test," and then you you got a hundred percent. And then Kel kind of throws Keenan to the ground. He's like, "Woo!" And Keenan falls. Yeah. Meanwhile, before he's like, oh, he's, he's so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan fell off the counter when he was sleeping on it, and then he, he fell too. So that's the second time Keenan's fallen. <laughs> and like Jesus, he will fall a third time. Yeah, absolutely. 
This is very inspired by the biblical stories. This episode, yeah, and Chris is the, because Chris is looking o- was watching over him like Christ would. Yes, exactly. And Mark Cram is like a young Noah, and because he has an ark, <laughs> he provides the vehicle. All right, so Kel sloshes Keenan over to the eye exam station and tries to make it look like he's standing up, and it's it's hilarious. Every time she looks back, like he like smacks him awake. And he's, like, looking back and forth. And And he's so obviously sleeping. Uh, So he has to cover his right eye. So Kel, like, you know, throws his uh, uh, Keenan's arm up. And then he throws his left arm up. And it's just, like, funny. Laughs all around. Because this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous scene. Yeah, and so Kel, of course, gets 100% on the eye exam. She turns around and she goes, that's very good. You got him all right. And Keenan wakes up. He goes, ah, thank you. Just so out of it. Then it's time to take the picture, and of course it's Keenan and Kel together, and they take a tremendous picture here. Can you read any of the information on this transition scene about Keenan? Oh wow, on the on the card. Let me give me a second. I'll be able to read it in a second. I, I, uh, I, just just curious, because uh, I, I I've been trying to narrow down exactly what Keenan's age is and how like, and, and what makes sense. I I think I'm gonna have to post a big write up of it on the on our website. I really don't think there's enough information. Page. Oh, I got when it expires. No. Oh, when's that? Seven twenty two thousand. Oh, I guess it might be like a permit type it, thing. It, this is a fake driver's license, Adam. I hate to <laughs> okay. say. It says Chicago on top in like Times New Roman, all caps. And then it says D- <laughs> DMV on the side. <laughs> okay, yeah, And then I it says it, so. Keenan and Kel together. Like Keenan <laughs> and Kel, like with an ampersand or whatever it's called. Uh, 111th Street. USA car <laughs> car three eight nine four seven three nine two oh eight three nine that's that's their car which is not on your driver's license no, uh, not at, and, at all. and uh yeah that's not a real driver's license also why did the license why did it seem like the license picture was already taken even though he didn't take the the physical portion of the test yet I no idea Keenan is sitting behind the wheel of Mark's dad's car and he is, like, clearly asleep. <laughs> He's as asleep as it gets. So Kel, Kel has the, uh, the awareness enough. He knows enough about driving tests that... He's like, oh, you want to have your seatbelt on before you get before the guy gets here. So he puts Keenan's seatbelt on for him and then pulls his arms through in a very awkward fashion, but, like, so that they're on 10 and 2. It's at, which is what they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. We learned 9 and 3. Did we? I did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You definitely drive nine and three, but but no, ten and two is, is is correct. Because nowadays they have airbags in the steering wheel, and if you have them at ten and two, if that goes off, they'll like break your arms. You know that makes sense. Um, if you want that to be true, I'm sure it's true. <laughs> I just drive okay, well. most of most of the time. I'm at I'm at six, and I have like three fingers on the wheel, so I don't know what to say. Maybe I'm at like five forty five. I think, I, think it's, I think it's a parable of responsibility for this episode for you. Uh, it's a wake-up call. Which is what Keenan needs right now. So the, the inspector comes over, and like he's like, is, is he okay <laughs> about Keenan? Cal's like, I'm going to slap him a couple more times. This is Cal's <laughs> slapping him awake. We zoom out of the car, and Chris goes, hi, I'm his adult. So the inspector kind of tells Keenan to low down. He's like, all right, I'm going to check on your, your signals first. He's like, all right, yeah, cool, cool, cool. When he goes around to the back of the car... Chris stands next to him. <laughs> Did you know what Chris says? Yeah, he says, hey, I don't really have many friends. Do you want to come over and play backgammon with me and my mother? 
<laughs> which I just which, love. I, I love that. Yeah. We've been talking about our dad so much. I think the backgammon call-out is also a very good one. A yeah, very good one. Very good yeah. one. I personally would love to play backgammon with Dan Frischman. And, and I'd love to sit down for a couple games with him. It's not a it's not a three player game, so I don't know why he's inviting him over. With him his, his mother. mother's gonna be pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bringing someone in, like how dare you? He's gonna turn him into a pumpkin or something. Do you know the uh, the, the this inspector guy, this driving tr- test guy's name is? Uh, I don't think I do. I'm I checking think out it's Len- the I think it's Leonard. The name tag is very big. <laughs> Someone has been credited on like many episodes of Keenan and Kel, these later season like uh, episodes. It, it's called his name is Michael Egan, and he's as Officer Mike, uncredited. He's been on like five episodes. We have never seen an, an Officer Mike. I don't know who that is. Maybe the police officers from like some like the bomb and yeah, possibly. I, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. The guy goes to stand up in front of the car. Keenan falls asleep. Hits the the Prindle, it goes into drive, and then it uh he, he just or it goes into like one gear, and it goes and then he runs over Leonard. Sorry, I sped that up, but I mean I just didn't want to drag it out. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah, it, it, and it happens very fast too because he hits him, knocks him over, and then he drives into traffic and gets into a fender bender. Yeah, and meanwhile Leonard's on the car the whole time. And, and like everything bad that could happen happens, and uh, and it's like, what? Do you, my thought process is just to Kel, like, yeah, what did you think was gonna go down when you put a, a, a an unconscious man in front of this wheel? Yeah, it, it was building up the entire episode, so you knew it was coming. Uh-huh. But to see it actually happen, it's like, wow, I'm glad they kind of went through with this. <laughs> and then this is the best part of the episode right here, Adam. Who yes. did they hit? Mark yells, "My dad's car!" Chris yells, "I hope I'm not responsible for this." Keenan gets out of the car and he's like, "What's what's going on?" And he goes to say, "I'm sorry about hitting you to the person in the other car." And it's none other than Roger Rockmore, who is not just freaking out. Is his Keenan Science Project is going off and shooting orange soda everywhere? It is a great scene. And uh, it's just so painful to watch. It's so painful to witness. This episode is pretty darn painful. It's a very cringeworthy episode, and I uh, and he shouts, "Keenan, Keenan, why?" Yep, yep. He yells. He has a good why. And uh, I mean, oh man, that's one expensive mistake that Keenan just made. Yeah, this might be the most trouble. Is this the most trouble they've gotten into? It's a lot of trouble. You know it's big trouble when uh, Roger shouts why. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Last time that, yeah, that happened in uh, the Cold War, too. And that's the episode. Well, that's the episode. I don't have an ending scene. Nope. Keenan and Cal come out on stage, and uh, Cal says to Keenan, Hey, let me see your driver's license. <laughs> and then he, he pull, pulls out from his wallet a piece of paper, and he gives it to him. And he's like, here. And Cal's like, this isn't your license. And he's like, yeah, it's a bus pass. <laughs> Not have to wait until I'm 118 to get my license. Rightfully so. And Cal's like trying to make him feel better. He says, "At least you weren't driving a car when your daddy had an accident." <laughs> He's like, "But but I was driving a car when my dad had an accident." Well, at least you don't have to pay for the damages you did to Mark's dad's car. He's, like, I I do have to pay for the damages to Mark's dad's car. Well, at least it Cal, there's no bright side to this. <laughs> Grab a cordless telephone, a cord, and a car, and meet me at the clam bake. Come on, Ducky. And that's the, the clam bake. Oh boy, nice. 
Whew, I remember this one better than it landed for me. Yeah, it was uh, wasn't the best, but it was still pretty good. Like I actually did enjoy. It. I know I'm, right now I'm really tired, but I was watching it and I was like, okay, I can see how it's still high energy. Keenan and Kel, the acting is still fantastic. Uh, sorry, it's still it's still great. high energy. Keenan and Kel, the acting is still fantastic. Yeah, their chemistry is like through the roof. the The crux of this episode relies on like just really awkward. So yeah, it, it's a it's a real mess. Uh, who's at fault do you think this episode was? Keenan's or Kel's? Keenan's. Are you kidding me? That's like a no-brainer. <laughs> he stayed up all late, but Kel really pushed him through this test. He did, but he didn't know any better. He thought that's what Keenan wanted. Yeah, I, I, he was just kind of answering to Keenan's wishes, which he kept saying, like, you know, no, no, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. So he was being the best friend that he could, but, yeah, bad crimes were committed. Keenan took advantage of four people this episode. Well, five. His parents... <laughs> Yeah. Cal, he, he Mark Cram, and Chris. He may have broken the Ten Commandments, every single one of them. And he's like a villain, right? He's like a bad guy this episode. <laughs> I do not agree with any of his moves either. So, all right. Keenan was bad. and uh, car, But there were some redeemable moments. Car Trouble on IMDb has a 6.8 out of 10. Uh, it's ranked 60 out of 62. Like third to last. Wow, really? I didn't think it was that terrible but yeah. i did not love this episode as much as some other ones Aaron, out of 10 bottles of orange soda how many would you give uh car trouble you know initially it was eight and a half and then he walked through it and i'm like this is not really the best keenan and cal so i'm gonna go seven and a half because i still think it was a watchable episode that well you know had its good moments and it was uh it was well produced in my eyes like even the car scene was you know it was like they did the best they could with what they had so i think overall seven and a half nice i put it a seven uh, which is pretty low for me and for Keenan and Kel. Uh, it, it's a lot more higher than like some of the season one ones I didn't find watchable. Right. Uh, it, I just think that like there's enough nicks in this one, <laughs> enough holes in the plot armor that made me uh, like you know say, "Wow, uh, I, I'm glad the whole show isn't this like this." That was my fear when we started this project. Yeah. So. Exactly. So uh, thank you for joining me, and thank you for joining me, Fantas. Uh, next episode, do you have the name of it? I do. It's uh, it's an old favorite, Adam. Three girls, a guy, and a cineplex. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> Get ready for some real good stuff next week, everyone. It's going to be one of the best ones. All right. Send us out, Aaron. We'll see you next time, everybody. Until then, aw, here it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at keenankelpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash keenankelpodcast. Our social media accounts are all at keenankelpodcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody.